On the Wake Up Radio presents The Hour. On this family, when you really look at the condition and state of black America. Yeah, this is for the Unity Walk food drive that we got. It's a beautiful sight. Look at that. Yeah, we'll be handing these out tomorrow. Walk.com. Give their information so that we can reach out to them so that we can make sure that they get food because uh, we all we got. Hashtag we all we got. Nobody's going to uh, help us but us. The hour. Hello, 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 everyone, and weleome to the hour on the wake up radio. Dot com. You're listening to, don't forget to sign up for otwtube.com. And today, today, my people, we have the honor, because I always say special guest. This is home. This is not a guest. <laughs> the Unity Walk. And who is behind the Unity Walk? My fellow loving melanated peoples. Tell them who's behind uni- the Unity Walk. Peace, Yurima Karama. Peace, family. This is Monica Love. Wonderful, Monica Love and Yurima Karama is in the house, y'all. And I want the people to know, what is the Unity Walk? Uh, The Unity Walk is an organization that provides uh, black communities with a strategy for economics uh, group economics, uh, land ownership, and black self-sufficiency. And we go into these communities and provide them blueprints on how they can be self-sustaining communities because we know that the government is not going to provide the help and they had never have provided the help that the black community needs economically, socially, environmentally, and thus uh, even politically. So we uh, have taken it upon ourselves to provide that those strategies beautiful now how did how did you come up with that name who came up with that name uh i i came up with the name and uh actually i came up with that name back in 2016 uh when the organization first started um and it was crazy the way the 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 way it all transpired because this organization was born really out of the deaths of philando castile in St. Paul, Minnesota and Alton Sterling. Actually, it was Alton Sterling got murdered first by the police. And then I think it was in a time span of like 36 hours. Then Philando Castile got murdered in Minnesota. Alton Sterling was murdered down in Louisiana. Philando Castile was murdered up in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And people started reaching out because of my social media presence. Uh, People started reaching out to me. People became fearful. I mean, two murders by the police uh, within a 36 hour time span. Uh, People wanted to know, you know, what can we do? And uh, initially I said, you know, we have to extract uh, our resources from the system as much as possible. We have to stop spending money with the same people and the same corporations that actually support the police industrial complex or the slave patrol, as I call them. And we have to minimize our spending. We should only spend on our needs and not our wants. And then as I thought about it, I started to meditate on it. And because I travel the country, uh, I said, you know what, as I travel the country, I see, you know, in black communities, black people aren't even speaking to one another the way that we should. Um, we tend to bypass one another without acknowledging one another. Um, and it, it, it just became a sense like we have to get back to the basics. Um, we have to get back to talking to one another. We have to get back to being in the presence of one another in love. And I said, you know what? The Unity Walk. And the reason I picked the name The Unity Walk is because The Unity Walk is not an actual walk. Uh, But I picked that name so that if, because I always envisioned us being gathering in large spaces, particularly parks, or even if we gathered in a downtown area, I always wanted us to have the ability to say, if the police did pull up, 
for us to have the ability to say we're just walking. Uh, and so even in parks with large groups of black people, one thing I noticed in my travels is that whenever we get together in large numbers, uh, white people get fearful. And so I wanted to minimize uh, that level of harassment by outside forces by just saying, okay, if they, if they pull up, we just start walking. So that's how the name was born. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I, I want to hear from the sister, Monica Love, because I want to know about the, the people behind you. Like, sister, tell us, what's it like in a day of the Unity Walk for you? <laughs> well, um, it keeps us busy. I will say that um, it's, it's very progressive which is one of the things I, I really enjoy about being a part of this organization. Um, right now we're finishing up uh, the last bit of our, our food drive. Um, I'm currently doing one in Louisville, Kentucky, where I reside. And um, also behind the scenes, we're also working on um, creating a school for our children. Um, so it, the, the whole organization in and of itself is very progressive. We're trying to cover all of our bases as far as making sure our communities, our melanated communities can thrive and prosper where we need to be. Wow. I'm glad you said food drives. Um, tell me the purpose of the food drives. We, we know there are millions of people hungry, starving, but not just that it's a food drive, a food drive and the purpose being only for black people. Some people would say, how could you, how could you just give it to one set of people? Well, primarily because, um, we know, um, we, we live in this system and, um, we all know that, uh, the dominant society takes care of their own. So we felt the need to take care of our own. And that was, that's the main purpose for it, to just take care of our own people. Because, you know, a lot of us suffer in silence or suffer behind closed doors. And we want to try to, you know, mitigate that. It's, it's crazy because you guys uh, have a tagline, we all we got, right? And I want you to talk about the gratefulness from the children and the whether it's the single mother or whether it's the family, because, you know, 2020 was disgusting, right? People lost their jobs. They were just numbers. Tell me how many people you pretty much helped in the gratefulness. Like, if you could just think of a story. Well, just today, um, I uh, delivered some, uh, a couple of bags of groceries to an elderly lady, and um, she was incredibly grateful she was incredibly thankful she started reaching in the bag and just pulling out everything she's like oh I needed some toothpaste and oh I, I just ran out of soap and she was just going on and on as she was pulling the items out of the bag to put away so you know that was just one just today um, but yeah um, everybody's been incredibly thankful and grateful and, and for them it's been just so unexpected so um and and uh, oh, yeah, and then and then too, uh, and then too, we have the stories uh, that are a little bit more, a little bit more uh, critical. Um, so the food drive is 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 one, um, but there are individuals that that you know require and request assistance from our organization. And I'm, one example is a, a young lady out of uh, uh, Georgia. She's got uh, four children, and um, her husband of 20 years, um, and she homeschools, so um, she homeschools her children. Her husband of 20 years uh, walked out on her, left, and um, said he couldn't take it anymore. And so her and the children, they had, you know, they still have to make it, uh, and she reached out. And uh, our organization immediately got on it, uh, providing not just food, uh, which was, which was um, you know, great in and of itself, but we provided clothes, shoes, um, you know, cosmetic items for the, for the young children. Um, one of her daughters is uh, um, 
has was autistic uh, and needed special shoes, and and we provided that. And I, um, I, I actually <clears throat> she she requested to get on and do a recording um, to talk about you know what um, that meant to her, and um, you know it, it was just it's always a beautiful thing to be able to really help somebody, it, it help our people. It's, it, it's just so refreshing and invigorating. So we have those stories, too. Wow, that's beautiful. Now, is the plight the same for all of us? I want to know the different states, the towns, the cities you've been through. I need y'all to run that list down and people let people know it's not just a one-pony show type thing. Well, um, so we became a nonprofit in 2018. The organization started in 2016. Uh, when we started, it started with a bang, like I said. Um, so I had the first Unity Walk in Columbus, Ohio. I mean, I <laughs> I called it, uh, so it, it only made sense that I had the first one. And then from there, um, uh, Compton, California, they had four, I think, within the the time span of a year they had four unity walks um tulsa oklahoma they had two uh, chicago illinois as of to date has had seven uh one of those unity walks in chicago illinois we actually partnered with uh, new era chicago um and they were basically a sponsor uh for for our organization there uh and I, it was it was great because we were right in roseland right in the hood so uh, which is always a wonderful thing. Uh, we've had them in in Brooklyn, New York, Bronx, New York, Harlem. Uh, we've had them in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, the two, probably the two biggest unity walks that we've had as far as um, people that come out, it, it would be a Fayetteville uh, would be the largest unity walk we've had. And then after it would probably be uh, Denver, Colorado. They had a pretty, pretty um, magnificent Unity Walk as well. Uh, we've had Unity Walks in Houston, Texas, five of them there. We've had uh, Unity Walk in Dallas, Texas, one there. Uh, we've had Unity Walks in Orlando, Florida, one there. We've had Unity Walk in Jacksonville, Florida, one there. We've had Unity Walk in Atlanta, GA, one there. Um, and, oh, we've had Unity Walks in... Um, uh, uh, what's the name? Tennessee. Um, we had actually two there in uh, uh, Tennessee. So we've 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 had them, you know, pretty much kind of. There, there are some states that we still need to get into, obviously, uh, but uh, we have uh, been very productive and, like uh, Empress Monica says, very progressive in making sure that we've gotten ar- around the country to to have these. Now, one, one of y'all will let me know, where can he find y'all? What, what Social medias, website? Uh, website is www.theunitywalk.com. Um, and as a matter of fact, they want to, uh, just as a just as an off note, um, on our website right now, we have an upcoming National Unity Walk. Uh, we started the National Unity Walk back in 2019 because we wanted to uh, not only make it a space to get all of our members together, but to get people together who might want to take summer vacation, uh, might want to just get to a, a historically black uh, land base. Um, so we had our first National Unity Walk. 2019 in Kandaro Ruins, Kansas City, Kansas, and that was the uh, one of the homes for the Underground Railroad by our comrade and Empress sister uh, Harriet Tubman. So we were there. Uh, it was a three-day event, um, and people came from all over the country to attend. Minnesota, Texas, California, uh, Florida. People came from all over. Uh, some of them just drove and then drove right back home. It was it was absolutely an awesome event. Uh, we were able to break bread uh, and sit down and really just build with our people and come up with solutions to some of the problems facing uh, black communities all over the country. Uh, so right now you can go to that website and see 
uh, our upcoming uh, National Unity Walk, which this year will be held in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, home of Black Wall Street. We try to keep the national events in the Midwest so that people traveling from the north, south, east, and west uh, have the same opportunity. We don't have to. They don't have to travel all the way around the country. We can kind of meet in the center, and we will always keep it at historically black sites. So that's going to be uh, July 22nd through the 25th of this year in in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There are also hotel discounts, so there's a link on that website. If uh, people who want to attend are coming from out of town, they can uh, get a discounted rate on their hotel stay. But that's where they can find us. That website again. That's www.theunitywalk.com. Make sure you put theunitywalk.com. That differentiates us because there are other groups out here called Unity Walk, but we are the Unity Walk. Um, and then other places, uh, IG, Instagram, our Unity Walk page is there. Facebook and uh, has we have our Unity Walk page or the Unity Walk page there as well. Um, and I probably need to load one up on Twitter. I've just been uh, actually we did have one. We did have a uh, the Unity Walk page on Twitter. I just can't remember the password, so I can't get in. But um, yeah, there's a lot going on, so that's where you can find us. Awesome. So I need you to tell the people the need for donations. Monica, you take that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, um, our primary need for donations is because one of the other things we're working on is our land project we are all our goal is to build a community uh, that is safe and um, self-sustaining for our melanated families Um, so that's our main purpose for donations but again you know we can always use donations for a plethora of other things, other functions that we have going on, uh, helping families in need, and so on and so forth. Beautiful. Now, do the fundraising or raffles help? Oh, absolutely. I think we've had two raffles so far. Yes. Yeah, and I I just want to add on as as far as the need for donations, um, you know, because we live in a capitalistic society, uh, money kind of runs things, and one of the things that one of the things that we do know for a fact is that our people are extremely intelligent. We can make some things shake. We can really make some things happen. Uh, but one of the areas that we always tend to lack is we are economically decapitated, and so um, there are so many uh, brothers and sisters that I talk with that are absolutely have great ideas, have uh, some of the some of the most brilliant, ingenious minds that I have met. And one of the things that keep us stagnant, and <clears throat> the system of white racism knows it, they keep us stagnant with uh, economic uh, depletion or economic decapitation. So donations are extremely, extremely important uh, for the movement uh, for our people. And, uh, you know, we don't, unlike some other groups, uh, we're very transparent. I'm very transparent. So our money isn't going to, uh, you know, create, uh, buy mansions for our, 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 our administrative members or anything like that. Like our money goes to what we say it's going for. So when Empress Monica talks about the land project, that's what we need that money for. When we talk about food drives, um, I keep all receipts. Uh, and we can show that the money sent in, this is what it's going for. It's going for the food drive. We're going to feed black families with that money. So um, it's imperative that uh, people can support and, and uh, you know, contribute what they can. Well, you know what's interesting is I remember you saying, see, it's not just about food, right? It's people need shelter. Like, you guys take it to the next level. This is no BLM, now I got a mansion, but everybody's still out on the, the fucking street type shit. Y'all actually put your money where your mouth is. I'll give, that's a unity walk. And now I'm going to need for y'all to say the cash app, the PayPal. I need people to hear that. Oh, uh, cash app, uh, dollar sign, the unity walk. Um, PayPal, uh, the same way, uh, www.paypal.me forward slash the unity walk as well. 
Okay, um, I'm going to put that so, link in the description bar. So when everybody's listening to this on iHeart or Spotify or SoundCloud, wherever they listen, OTW Tube, they'll be able to click that link yes. and take them straight to that. So now, yes, here, here is what I'm going to ask you. The call to be an activist, is it from your own personal struggles or have the ancestors just called on you, Yurima, or called on Monica, or called on the, the various people who have been there to help you? Ladies first, Empress Monica, go ahead. <laughs> um, I would say for myself, it was my own personal struggles. Um, I was actually uh, born in New York City. I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised in Astoria Projects in Queens. And... Um, yeah, it was it was rough to say the least. Um, so just just growing up in New York and and dealing with the struggles, the drugs, the everything that comes with it, um, it pretty much led me on this path. And then you know, giving birth to my own children and uh, not wanting them to. Um, well, wanting them to be aware, but not wanting them to still have to go through the same struggles that I've gone through uh, has basically led me on this path. And I think for me, I think it was, I think it's a combination of both my own struggles as well as the ancestors. Um, and I think that the ancestors put actually uh, were instrumental in putting me on a certain path. I, uh, I went through the prison industrial complex um, I grew up in a, in a very uh, racist environment. Uh, my stepfather was military, so we traveled around, and many of the areas that we stayed in were predominantly white. Um, I too am from New York. However, um, I was, you know, as a young as a young child, I was taken, and and uh, from that environment, um, and in some of our travels, like I've I've faced. Um, for instance, uh, my mother was was very and very into the church. Uh, my grandfather was a pastor for uh, over 40 years, and so when I grew up, it was mandatory that we go to church. And I remember one church that we uh, that we were attending. Um, it was actually off base. We lived on base, but the church was off base, and it would kind of put you in the mindset of this uh, little house on the prairie where you just ride out in the middle of nowhere, and in this. You know, you see this church. Um, and I remember the Ku Klux Klan killed one of the horses that the church owned. Now, this is an all-black church. These are black people coming from the Air Force Base to attend church on Sundays. And the Ku Klux Klan, when they found out that that was a black church, they killed one of the horses and rode in blood, uh, you niggers need to leave. And <clears throat> I remember that year because... My mother didn't, I had to go to school in town, and my mother was very fearful of me leaving the Air Force Base. Um, growing up at that same, or attending that same school, I literally was suspended from the school more than I was in it because I always had to fight. Uh, there were always racist comments made, um, and from people throwing, you know, white boys throwing gum in my hair to, you know, the, the, the N-word being thrown around on a regular that's just kind of how I grew up, and then I, at a later at a later age, I entered the uh, in prison industrial complex, which I think that that was my preparatory stage because I I just met some of the greatest men in my life, um, and they were revolutionary. Um, I mean, to to me, um, to be in the presence of a brother like Sunni Adi Akoli, who is uh, Asada Shakur's co-defendant, I mean, that to me is is synonymous with with one of the beehive meeting Beyonce, you know. Um, so those were my heroes. Um, brothers that were part of the Black Panther movement. Uh, these brothers really poured into me. And so um, I see that they were prepping me for something greater. And, uh, and you know, even when I didn't believe in myself necessarily, uh, they believed in me and they saw something in me and they really took me under their wing. And... Uh, so when you ask that question now, for me, it's definitely it's definitely a combination of both my own my own experiences as well as uh, the ancestors. And I 
that's how I live my life today. I have an obligation to them, um, those brothers who, who really poured into me, and I have an obligation to the ancestors. And when and it's interesting because whenever I get off track, I get punished for it. And I respect the punishment because I know that I'm off track. So, Wow. See, now that's beautiful, Monica Love, how you're able to just channel, you know, any hurt and pain that you've been through and give back to the community. And even Urema's out here like a freaking Malcolm X, but he is not just Malcolm X. He is Urema Karama, right? This is only one. <laughs> and <Yeah>. so we're <laughs> almost at the halfway point. This is On the Wake Up Radio. This is The Hour with Cindy Ashby. Don't forget to sign up for otwtube.com. Free speech, uncensored free speech platform for us, by us, by us. It's like the black YouTube, but better because I don't even like saying the YouTube shit. And so we just out here trying to do what we need to do, right? Because it's in the numbers. Right. So I have this segment and y'all, y'all didn't get these. So it's called Rapid Fire. They just shake it up. We got to shake it up a little bit, right? Because I want them to know, Monica, I want them to know Urema. Quickly, favorite food? Pizza. French fries. New York style. <laughs> Y'all sound like teenagers right now. Oh, my God. That's so cute. <laughs> I couldn't think fast enough, but I, I hit it on the head. Yeah, French fries. <laughs> favorite music? Ooh, hip-hop. Early hip-hop. Early hip-hop, early R&B. And Yurima's music, because you do that. <laughs> right, right. Favorite book? Ooh, uh, never Caught. Say that again, sister. Hands of Light. I'm sorry? Say that again, sister. What, what book is that? It's called Never Caught. It's about the slave that ran away from... Uh, Washington's uh, plantation. President Washington, George Washington. On the judge is her name. Dope. Irima? There's so many. I said hands of light. But I would also add in there uh, Sada Sakura's autobiography. I just think it's mandatory reading. <laughs> Dope. Favorite movie or documentary? Ooh. Got y'all. Y'all like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite documentary, Hidden Colors. Favorite movie, King of New York. <laughs> okay. Favorite movie, I would have to say Usual Suspects. Mm. And, yeah. Documentary, I would have to agree, Hidden Colors. So, superpowers you wish you had? Fly. I want to fly. Shango's lightning bolt. Well, damn, Jerima. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite color? Blue. Purple. Revolutionary or being a celebrity? Revolutionary. Revolutionary. Money or respect? Respect. Respect. Love or respect? Respect. Mm-hmm. respect. <laughs> I know we females, right? I heard love. We females, because we hear love, yep, we'll be like, wait a I, second. I, yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All I ever wanted was somebody to love me type shit, right? Right. <laughs> if you won the lotto tomorrow, $100 million, what's the first thing you would do for your people? Land. <gasps> I would actually, <clears throat> I would actually pay my team because they work so hard. Mm-hmm. That's dope. I know with them paid. I know with them paid. We can. We're gonna. We're about to really do some stuff now. True that. That will free up some time. <laughs> you got a boat. How do you? You have a boat. How do you choose who gets on? Do you let those who get there first on, or do you vet them first? That. Let them. 
You're going on a road trip. You only get to take three people with you. Go. Any three people? Any. It could be ancestor. It could be whoever. Made up. <laughs> whoever. Mm. Mm. Uh, I would take a Sada. Uh, my grandfather. And my youngest daughter. I take my best friend, Casey. Uh, Malcolm X. And I think I'd take my mom, my mother. She's passed, but I would take her. That's beautiful. What would you tell yourself as a teen or a young child if you were a time traveler and you went back to yourself? Hmm. You're going to listen back to this and be like, I should have said the lot of numbers on February 2012. I would tell myself if I was in a time travel and going back, I would tell myself, guard your feelings because a woman can break you. Don't let that happen. Monica, are you going to follow that up, girl? Ooh, um, I would tell myself to learn the game so you can spare your own heart as well. Wow. And that was rapid fire, people. Y'all got to see an innovation because I loved all those answers. You're listening to The Hour on thewakeupradio.com. I'm Cindy Ashby. We have theunitywalk.com in the house. And we are grateful. I thank you guys for that. Don't forget to sign up for otwtube.com. Don't forget to sign up for the Urema Karama app. But you know what? I'm going to let them tell you where to find the Unity Walk. Go ahead, y'all. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at the Unity Walk. Uh, we also have a webpage, theunitywalk.com. Um, we have Cash App, uh, dollar sign the Unity Walk, and uh, PayPal at paypal.me/theunitywalk. Beautiful. I need y'all to tell me the need for legacy. That's a lame question. The need for legacy. Um, I think the I think that uh, legacy is absolutely important, um, and the reason the reason <clears throat> when I pass, um, I think the footprints that are etched in the sand um, will be the only proof that any one of us have been here. Um, and I think that um, so many people who have so much potential, who could have do, really do some great things, they are often forgotten, and nobody should be forgotten. So legacy for me is 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 extremely important. Uh, it's more important than money, um, and it's it's uh, it's why I do what I do. One of the reasons, um, because I just think that. Uh, with legacy, people tend to pick up the torch and uh, go from where you left off. And I would hope that, you know, that my footprints are etched in the sand enough that um, somebody younger would come and etch their footprints right behind mine. Beautiful. Now, if someone wanted to be a part of the Unity Walk, how does that work? Um, you can go well, to the like website. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Empress. <laughs> okay. Um, on our website, uh, theunitywalk.com, there's a membership questionnaire. 
and uh, they need to answer those three questions that are listed and agree with the creed. Okay, okay. And 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 how do you? Because I'm sure you get a lot of different black folks, right? All what all skin folk and kin folk. I'm sure you get lots of different people that come through the door. How do you make sure they are for the unitywalk.com? Um, well, that's actually. Uh, oh, go ahead, Empress. Oh no, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say that that's actually what the three questions are for. They don't get in unless they can answer the three questions. And then if there is, uh, um, and the creed being the most important, um, so it's 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 synonymous with that vote that you mentioned. Um, do we just allow anybody in or do we vet? And that's part of the vetting process. And what happens is when they answer those three questions, um, unbeknownst to them, they will be tested. And because I, we have to know if they're if they actually adhere to those three questions. Uh, one of the questions is very simple: Are you willing to work? Um, because this is a service-oriented organization. So if you're not willing to work, if you're not getting, willing to get out and participate in food drives or other community activities, um, you know why would you want to be part of this organization? Because we we do work. You have to work. Um, and so over the course of time. You know, a person will get tested, um, and we keep that those questions, their answers on file. Um, we had to unfortunately let somebody who came through the door. We had to, and it was very, it was very quickly um, that we had to let them go because their ideology and stance was totally contrary to the to the agreement of the three questions that were that they signed yes to, and so that's kind of how we gauge that. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you, as a black organization, what has COINTELPRO taught you? Because remember, that, that, they're not looking at the organization, right? Or every day you wake up, you have to wear the skin. Mm-hmm. Right. Facts. Um. I know for me, it, it definitely taught me to just kind of watch and listen um, because I have noticed like people, they do tend to tell on themselves after a certain point. Um, and yeah, and just, you know, using that, that, that power of discernment um, and trusting my intuition for sure. Yeah, I think it's it's taught me uh, definitely the, the trust of intuition, but uh, also to listen with a keen ear. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that, um, you know, as, as an organization, uh, we, and I'm sure that there have been some people that have come through the door and then they don't stay because um, we're not an organization that's, um, you know, we're not talking about Kill Whitey. We're not, uh, you know, talking about going to do hits. We're talking about saving the lives of as many black people as we can and uh, doing that in very organic ways. And from from a revolutionary standpoint, I understand that um, because of COINTELPRO, there are just some conversations that we can't have. And there are some conversations with, you know, certain individuals that can be had. And so... um, we just have to, as as the emperor said, there's a, a level of discernment that um, that is that is absolutely necessary. And I'm very selective, especially with uh, uh, you know, there's different there's different levels to the Unity Walk. So we have our membership, but then we also have our administrative members, and that administrative team is the team that I trust. So uh, not to say that I don't trust the members as well, but um, I do have that we do have that structure where. Um, you know, we can have a little bit more detailed conversation as opposed to the larger group. Now, I, I want y'all to talk about, and this is personal, right? I've been to uh, a couple of unity walks when you came through New York. Guys, I'm never on time, but I get there. I make it on time. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. And so, but when I, when I walk through the door, I, I want you to 
just let the people know about the spirituality, the connection, because we're broken. We're broken people. You're feeding people. You're helping with clothes. You're doing the shelter. You're counseling people. I mean, like, people don't even understand how the unity won't get down, and I need you to talk to the broken people. Well, from, you know, I deal in spirituality. That, that's, that's one of the prerequisites of our organization. And I know we're going to talk about the, 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 the book, please, uh, later on. But that's, that's how we deal. So we want to create spaces where when people do come through, um, they feel, first of all, feel welcome. They feel like this is family. Uh, we want to, we try to create uh, environments where people feel like I found my tribe. We try to create environments where people know that this is a trusted organization. Your secrets are safe here. We want to create environments, and we have, where people can share freely. And it's a, it's a no-judgment zone. Um, for instance, I, um, one of, the, one of the, the first Unity Walk that I actually did, that started it uh, here in Columbus, I have a and this brother, we became really good friends. I didn't know that he had even followed me on social media for some years up to that point. And then when I had the Unity Walk, it was an opportunity for us to meet. And during the course of the conversation, it, it, it became so comfortable that he said, you know, hey, I, and there was a group of us. And we were just really building, interacting. Uh, it felt like home. It felt like family. And he was, he was like, you know, hey, I have to admit, I'm a reformed coon, you know, and he gave a breakdown of his story and, you know, his thinking and uh, how he had to come out of that to the level that he's at now, or at least was at then. And he's progressively, he's evolved since then, but it's those type of stories. So, you know, when we talk about broken, um, our job is to rebuild one another. Our job is to provide therapy for one another. Our job is to provide that counseling, that consultation. Our job is to create environments where people can feel comfortable. Our job is to create environments where people can bring their children. The family, the, the Unity Walk is also a family-oriented organization. So when children come, that, that's one of the greatest things because they learn as well. And I just think it's important for our seeds to see uh, uh groups of black people working together where there's no toxicity groups of black people that can share groups of black people that can laugh together and cry together and you know uh, shed those tears and 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 know that they're not shedding them uh in front of a group of people that are going to cross them know that they are not going to be judged for those tears know that their pain is our pain and their laughter and joy is our laughter and joy so um this is the beauty and the interconnectedness that we all share uh, but a lot of times we don't know until we are in those spaces where we can get comfortable, where we can let down our shield, let down our guard and be transparent. Um, and that's 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 one of the one of the things that I really wanted to create and our, our administrative team once it strives to create is that organic type environment where everybody is feeling like this is home. This is my tribe. Absolutely. Beautiful. I need you to explain P-L-E-E-S and how that integrates with the Unity Walk. Okay. Um, um, the, oh, go ahead, Yulene. No, 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 please. I, that's, I was waiting on you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, please, it's, it's an acronym. Um, the P stands for politics. The L stands for land. Uh, the E stands for economics. The other E stands for education. And the S stands for spirituality. And um, basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's our foundation of the organization. Um, because I know, at least speaking for myself, like before I even started listening to Yurima, and following him on his social media platforms, I was very politically immature. Um, didn't know much about, um, you know, the things that were going on behind the scenes that were basically keeping us, like as he mentioned, 
earlier economically decapitated. Um, had no knowledge of those things, but the more I listened and the more I learned, the more it, it, it lit a fire in me to want to know more, to want to learn more, and to want to turn that around. Um, and of course, Arima wrote the book, so I'm sure he can expound on that even more. Yeah, so um, great, great breakdown, um, Empress Monica. So basically, it's it's when I when I was when I wrote the book, um, and I was actually working on another book, and I actually stopped that one. I've been working on that book for a long time too, the other one, but I actually stopped that one to to write, please. And basically, I wanted to do I wanted to write a book that showed how how we can be autonomous and independent and practice self. Uh, black self-dependency and black self-sustainability um, and I you know everything from politics to um, land it's basically just owning our own um, and so when we talk about politics which is the first uh, of the of, of please I'm talking about black politics I think we've been in this country too long not to have our own black political party whether we gain uh, office or not it doesn't matter we need to be able to uh, have our own so that we can at least extort the vote if the vote is that important which i really don't believe that it is on a national level i believe that there are some gains that can be made on a on a local level and i believe that there are some gains that definitely can be made when you own and operate and control your own community but <clears throat> i think that we have the ability to extort our vote um, and from the standpoint of even being able to go over go and take over a state or two we have the numbers that we could actually do that as a group of people and then be um, uh, have our own political party. So I wanted to I wanted to um, get people to thinking about getting off the demon rats plantation and the Republic clans plantation and let's create our own. We've been here too long. We should have our own everything with the land. Uh, we know that they tricked our ancestors out of millions of acres of land, whether they be fraudulent contracts or whether they they just took it by force. Um, so land is very important. One of my premises is that uh, <clears throat> before I leave this plane, uh, it's important that we own a piece of this. Um, for many, this is our home. Our ancestors were here. They were here before the Mayflower. They they were here before Columbus. They were here before before the native or the fake the fake natives because we are the real natives. Uh, we were here, and so. Uh, we need to own a portion of it. So that's the land part. Uh, the economic standpoint is that we need to uh, uh, be economically uh, dependent on one another. We need to practice group economics, and we need to even have our own currency at this point. We need to control our own economic foundation. And um, because right now it's being controlled by everybody else. We're consumers. We're not builders. Uh, from an educational standpoint, we need our children to have a, uh, a black-centered or aboriginal indigenous-centered education uh, curriculum. <clears throat> and we need to set that curriculum. I totally believe in pulling our children out of the public school to prison pipeline and uh, teaching our children ourselves. Why, why would I say that? I, I go on the premise that Malcolm said for it. Why would you give your children to your enemy and expect your enemy to give your children the tools that they need to not only um, be de independent, but to overcome your enemy? The enemy is not going to do that. And also the other thing is, is what were we doing? What were, how were we teaching our children prior to this educational system being put in place by the Rockefeller Foundation? So I just believe that we need to control the narrative on everything, on all aspects of our lives, and really just try to pull out of the system as much as possible. And then the final element was, of course, the S, which is spirituality. <clears throat> and the spirituality is important because that's the key component that it's kind of the glue that keeps everything together. We want to be able to, spirituality entails so much. It entails rituals. It entails uh, getting away from religious dogma and religious ideologies uh, that separate us. Um, and really getting down to the work that needs to be done and understanding that we are uh, 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 spiritual beings having a human experience and that there is a uh, spiritual connection between all of us when we actually delve into that realm. I want to be able to break bread with everybody. 
And uh, one of the things, even with the creed, is we don't allow different religious uh, ideologies into our mix. It just can't work uh, because eventually that tends to kind of sour or, um, um, yeah, kind of sour the fruit, so to speak. So that's the context that Please was based upon when I wrote it. Beautiful. Now, I am a firm believer that, uh, you know, I know you just finished talking about the land, but I wanted to ask both of you. Imagine, first 100 acres, it's the first night you stay there. You put your feet on the soil, it's your soil. How do you feel? Because you got to speak things into existence, because they're written already. But go ahead. I see our farm. I see us growing out food and, and like I said, being self-sustaining. <clears throat> I feel, um, I feel a sense of freedom. I feel a sense of so much joy that it's ours. Um, I feel a sense of empowerment and I feel a sense of um, independence that we can, that we can build on this land, um, that we can produce on this land, that we can um, create community on this land and most importantly for me, that we can create a drama and trauma-free environment for our brothers and sisters as well as for our seeds. And uh, to me, that is that is the epitome of what um, of what it's all about, um, where we are controlling controlling everything. And I know that we have the ability to do that, so I would be I would be totally elated and will be because it's going to happen. <laughs> Beautiful, yeah, and I'm totally looking forward to that. I am because <clears throat> you did say feel, and I was just envisioning <laughs> what I was seeing. So, yeah, just that feeling of freedom, self-sustaining freedom, our own freedom. Beautiful. Now, how have you guys found growth during 2020 was like a debacle, right? It was like a clusterfuck of masks and you got to get anal swabs and all types. It's still going on. It's it's still going on. Uh, You know, 2020 is hindsight, right? How did the unity walk there? Did you get more members? Did you do more Zoom meetings? Like, Well, we actually had to... Yeah. Yeah, we got more members. We had to uh, we had to fine tune and come up with innovative ways. So we had to use um, we had to use um, you know the the internet more. Uh, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, we had online unity walks as opposed to uh, and that and that's the one thing about the unity walk that we, that I always was um, that always was important is that we had the unity walk um, in each city. And so for the people that showed up, that actually came out, um, to me, it kind of just showed that the importance of them wanting to be there, the importance of them wanting to be part of um, something greater than themselves. And when we had to change to online, uh, because we wanted we want to make sure that we're keeping things going. And uh, because of the fear factor that many people are falling into and because of the travel restrictions and things like that, we had to find an innovative approach and, and doing online was, was one of those. And, uh, it has a different feel. It has been effective, but it's still not the feel that I like. I like to meet people out in person. I like to feel that energy. And it's one thing to have uh, a zoom call with people online. It's a whole different ball game when you're in a room full of people and you're actually able to build. So, Beautiful. I definitely agree with that. 
What advice would you give someone who wants to accomplish the things that you guys have as far as a nonprofit organization and, 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 and being transparent? Unlike your, you know, your $50 million home, you know, those people. <laughs> and then and no one saved on the other end. Everywhere. It's almost like a, a Henrietta Lacks. We now have the cure for certain things, but the family's still sitting in the project somewhere. Let that make sense. Right. <laughs> go ahead, Empress Monica. You go ahead first. <laughs> uh, what advice I would give? I would say um, definitely go within. Um, you know, meditate on, on, on what changes you want to make. Um, learn yourself, uh, find your purpose, and um, yeah. And then after you're done being still and taking that all in, then you got to put in some action. You got to put in some work, you know. And take baby steps if need be. You know, you can't always jump into something. You know, feet first. Sometimes you have to crawl before you walk. Of course. So that's the advice I would give someone. But stay stay vigilant, though. Stay vigilant. Beautiful answer. Now, I was looking at one of uh, Yurima's posts on the Unity Walk on IG. I'm trying to give them a plug. It's the Nazi. But you were talking about, <laughs> the I, I don't know if it was the last one you did, and it was raining. It was, like, really shitty outside, and you was like, I could have rolled over my black ass in the bed and be like, I'll wait till it's sunny. What type of endurance does it take? Because, you know, y'all going from town to town, city to city. What type of endurance does it take for you to go, yeah, we're doing a unity walk thing today, and the weather is like hailstorm shitty? Like, how, how are you getting through that? How do, What motivates you to kind of go, we're going to hang in there, we don't care if two people show up. We'll get you through that. Uh, the fact that our enemy takes no days off, so we can't either. Um, I, I really have to look at myself and ask what, 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 what's my purpose? What am I in this for? If you're in it for self gratification, you won't last. Um, if you're in it for the accolades, you won't last. Uh, not, not if you're, I mean, if, if not, if you're real, not if you're, if you, if you have a real, um, a real genuine love for our people. There are certain things that you are going to have to uh, endure. There are certain discouragements that you're going to have to go through and you're going to have to not take that personal. You're going to have to keep moving. And um, those two people, to me, it, 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 I will treat them the same as if it's a thousand people that showed up um, because that's the love that's there and it's genuine. And um, if I'm not in it for that, me personally, if I'm not in it for that, I'm not going to do it. And I have to, and I, and, and that's, that's kind of the advice I would give as well. Like, what are you in this for? <clears throat> um, because you don't, we don't have the big bucks coming in. We don't have the, the George Soros funding our organization. So we are as grassroots as it gets. We do it from the bottom up. We do it from the mud. And so, and I'm, and, and I'm fine with that. I'm actually fine with that. Um, would we, you know, would we like uh, larger donations so that we can really make some moves? Absolutely. But it's like uh, the emperor said: you have to, you have to crawl before you can walk. And I think that sometimes when you, you also have to have integrity, um, and not sometimes, but all the time. Sometimes taking that money is not the best thing because there might be some strings attached to it. Um, so I sleep well at night knowing that I have put in everything that I, that I need, that I put my all into it. And it doesn't matter rain, sleet, snow, or hail, because I know that my enemy's not sleeping. His algorithms don't sleep. Um, his mindset, his evil mindset doesn't sleep. And so, um, if we're talking about love and saving black people, we can't sleep ever until it's done. Absolutely. Tell, Monica, I want to know what, where can they find you? Who? who? Who y'all be? I want to know who y'all be. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram um, 
at the Unity Walk. Um, we also have a website, um, theunitywalk.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Unity Walk. And uh, just look for that red, black, and yellow fist. That would be us. Beautiful. And I want to say you guys are listening to The Hour with Cindy Ashby. Um, this is on the Wake Up Radio. Dot com. Don't forget to sign up for otwtube.com. Don't forget to get that Urema Karama app, y'all. And, um, oh, yeah. And you have the, uh, the podcast on Anchor. It real, is it real life? Real talk, Urema. Yes. Yes. Real life, real talk. Beautiful. And podcast, I got the, the on the Wake Up Radio on Saturday, 10 to 12 with Cindy Ashby. Yes. Yeah, because guess what? Even when they're banning the hell out of you, you're still able to talk, and that's what's important. They can't stop us. That's what's up. I love it. Absolutely. You know what it is? We appreciate you, Empress. Thank you. You know what it is? Not too many black people doing this yet, so they... <laughs> they haven't come around. <laughs> you already know how that go. Y'all know how. If everybody yeah. got on this bandwagon, but like you said, not everyone can do an organization not, because it takes time, and you have to. It's a baby. You have to pour love into your organization, and not everybody pours love into themselves. So, eh, right? I just want to ask you guys any last words, Monica. You first, and then Yurima, and we'll head out. Um, the only thing I would like to say is, uh, Emperor Yurima, uh, I truly appreciate you, uh, and I'm ever so thankful, you know, for your leadership and, um, and the knowledge that you bring. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you can't even measure it. So, you know, for those who are listening out there, don't sleep on this brother. Get the app, get OTW Tube, tune in, tap in, and uh, and thank you again, Empress. Thank you. Much love, much appreciation. Oh, thank you, Empress Monica. I appreciate that. Um, I guess the last thing I would like to say is that hashtag We Got This. You know, um, we're in a we're in a vibrational shift right now, and um, the universe is going to provide. We, they're, they're going to, it's going to provide anything that we want to manifest. And so we just have to be focused. Um, there's, there's different people are in different frequencies and we have to align with those who are within our particular frequency and we can make some things happen. So hashtag, we got this hashtag. We all, we got hashtag black love hashtag black empowerment hashtag Cindy Ashby. <laughs> and, and, and this powerful empress who who makes it happen and has been making it happen um yeah we we are going to be we are going to be just fine because we got no choice we have no choice but to be just fine beautiful and don't forget look it up thank you guys yes Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, 
Get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTW tube because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to otwtube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. Look it up. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashby 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 Ashby